0: Welcome to Rebel Hearts, a podcast dedicated to the Rebel girls and riot girls in the music industry and why they matter. Each episode will feature songs by bands you just need to hear. So if you think you're ready, I will see you in the front. Hello, and welcome back to Rebel Hearts. This is episode 10. And today I wanted to talk about something I've touched on before with my episode with Patrick a couple episodes back, and that's gay and bisexuals in the music industry. And today I have an article about the lack of them in pop music, particularly lesbian and bisexual women. I want to also focus this episode on the bi-erasure the media places on women in pop music who identify as bisexual. When preparing for this episode, I asked some friends to name popular lesbian and gay women in pop music. All I got was Halsey. And Halsey just started to break out as of last year on the radio, even though she was selling out MSG and had a name for herself on MTV. She wasn't a Britney Spears to give an example as far as, you know, how big she was in the pop industry yet. Halsey is also a perfect example though, because not only does the media not believe in her sexuality, they they have had controversy with her song strangers and it's been dubbed a lesbian anthem and people are pretty upset about it because halsey does not identify as a lesbian and that that community feels that that is in fact by erasure and i believe it is as well for those unfamiliar, the term means the notion that someone's sexuality is a phase or not real, and is often used when talking about bisexuals who do not fit the standard look of someone gay. You know, the the flannel shirts and the backwards hat, you know, your typical butch lesbian, I guess people call, but, um, so that is the bi-erasure and that's where it stems from. There was an article I remember hearing about because Hal- Halsey tweeted, something about it, and it actually was this article that made no sense, and it's called Yes, Halsey is Bi, and No, You Can't Tell Her What That Looks Like. Now, this article makes sense, but the article that they are referring to does not make sense. So let me read you guys some of the article that does make sense. But that title alone alerted me that I was going to roll my eyes at this, regardless how on her side it was. So Like I just said, this is an article that was a response to another one, which happens to be a BuzzFeed article, shocking, and... The article starts off by saying singer-songwriter Halsey has definitely been making waves in the music industry lately, especially with her most recent feature in The Chainsmokers' latest hit song, Closer, hitting platinum. But it's a BuzzFeed article that's made the most noise as of late, and not for good reasons. In the article titled What Does a Queer Pop Star Look Like in 2016, the writer attempts to break down the openly bisexual singer's Uh, seemingly more femme presentation and interactions with straight men as a means of uh, conforming and acting straight for more mainstream audiences. The article reads people who are bisexual are constantly challenged by not just mainstream media but also the lgbt community and halsey swiftly responded to the bi erasure with a series of tweets since she's deleted i've looked she has deleted them and i couldn't find screenshots she says sorry i'm not gay enough for you in in one tweet she continued tiresome analysis of my one year in the public eye and the ignorance of eight year, eight plus years of sexual discovery to determine if i'm truly queer and she writes a plus sign, is part of the a ment- mentality so ingrained in the erasure of bisexual credibility, even within the LGBT community. Hal- Halsey also said in the article to Rolling Stone, the, phony- the funniest thing is that the biggest battle that I've had to overcome in my career was not being bisexual, was not being biracial, was not even being bipolar. It was everybody thinking that I was exploiting those things. I believe that Rolling Stone article is the one where she was called, quote unquote, the try-by, which she has since Fought very vigorously since that because she does not like the term try by. She doesn't like that people are trivializing her bipolar disorder, her bisexuality, and her biracialness, or her being biracial is, I guess, a better way to say that. <laughs> so Like I I keep saying, that, that article is a response to the BuzzFeed article, again, eye roll, and it's from September of 2016. I'm guessing that these were only a couple months apart, so they're from 2016. And it starts off by saying this really confusing thing. It says, just like every major female performer before her. Halsey will be pressed to constantly reevaluate the way she performs her sexuality. Pop music is hardly overflowing with androgynous, openly queer women. In many ways, Halsey is forging her own path, but she also shares a legacy with other openly gay and bisexual celebrities, past and present, who must negotiate how, visib- how visibly and vocally queer they can be when moving into the mainstream, even long after coming out. Embracing queerness hers and that of her fans helped get Halsey here, but will she have to tone down that embrace in order to stay?" And then this fucking gem that I can't believe I'm going to read. My eyes are already bleeding looking at the screen, but here you guys go. This fucking article says, is Halsey one of the boys kind of girl or a Lesbro? Before ending with this lovely line. Perhaps Halsey will avoid incorporating too much queerness into her image in the future, or perhaps she'll prove that being an androgynous bisexual pop star is a real possibility in the mainstream. Now, this article is so fucking long, but all it does is flip flop between being pro Halsey, being bi, but then mentioning in detail how femme she dresses, to say the least. And it's just back and forth between is she gay enough, is she not gay enough, and it's just I have a fucking headache from reading it. if you guys want to read it i'm going to link to it in the show notes regardless but it's really fucking long and it's really ridiculously written in the sense that you don't know what side this person's on but you're just assuming that they're anti-halsey because they called her a lesbro and i have no idea what the fuck a lesbro is i'm assuming in a very um butch lesbian i i guess but i have no fucking clue i guess they made it up but there was this one interesting, and I say interesting very, you know, loosely. I found this interesting thing that um, that the article said, as per Halsey. It says, in last year's Pop Justice interview, Halsey discussed how difficult it has been to get on stage in front of the Imagine Dragons fans when she was opening for them. She opened for them, I think, in 2015, around when Ghost was popular. When you get to the arena standpoint, a lot of those people are there because they are casual fans, she said. I walk out, I've got short blue hair, and I'm playing to a conservative American like, is she gay? I don't get it. She's singing about guys, but she looks like a lesbian. And the article brings up when Halsey put up the video for her song Ghost, or videos, I should say, off the uh, the early EP, Room 93, that kind of launched her and got her on the map. Ghost was the song that was put on MTV, that's how I heard about her. It kind of exploded overnight for her. And she had two cuts, like I just said, one with a male lead and one with a female lead. And I can't find the controversy online, unfortunately, but I, I saw when it happened, but I just... At the time I didn't think it was relevant so I never screenshotted it, but I remember people were upset and wouldn't play the video with the woman. So she said in this Buzzfeed article, I put up the ghost video and it's about this lesbian relationship. Halsey told Pop Justice last year in one of her earliest feature length interviews, I'm bisexual. So it's my opportunity to take heteronormality normativity sorry out of this world of the media and culture and blah 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 and also I just wanted to piss off capital because they were like cool we're going to cast you uh, a guy and I was like fuck you don't assume that I want a guy in my video fuck off and it's only a little funny that she says that because she did cast a male lead in her original video for it and then redid it and did a female lead it's it's almost the same video but not really but she was trying to prove a point where she's bisexual, so she did one with a male and one with a female. So I think that that's super important, and I'm glad that she brought that to the table. So I'm going to take the first break of this episode, and today I have a treat for you guys. I will be playing three artists today instead of two, and the first up is a band called Nectar that I actually found through my friend Danny. You know, Danny, she's the one that was doing the Boys Club documentary, and Actually, uh, Brianna and Sam started this acoustic duo, Nectar, but have since added new members. So they, the EP, the album that I'm going to play you guys, um, it sounds like the two of them, but now they have more members. I think they're looking for a drummer as well, so that's really awesome. And... They have such a unique sound that I fell in love with instantly and they're super nice people. They're also a local band. They're from Long Island. I think I'm playing all local bands today. I'm pretty sure that everybody's from Long Island, so that's pretty awesome. Um, Their latest album is called At The Core, which came out in 2016. The song I'm going to play, you guys, is off that album. It's called Creatures In My Coffee, and yeah, so here it is. That was the song Creatures in My Coffee by the band Nectar from their 2016 album At The Core. You guys can find their music on their band camp. Back to our topic today of Bioerasure and Music. Now, music isn't the only place we've seen this. Kristen Stewart is still photographed holding hands and kissing women with captions saying, Gal pals forever and Cara Delevingne not being taken seriously as a bisexual woman, even though she was fucking dating a woman for over a year. And she was photographed many times, kissing and being romantic with her. And even said in an interview how in love she was with her at the time. She was, for the record, she was dating Annie Clark, also known as St. Vincent. She is a musician as well. So, Halsey may be a huge bisexual woman who experiences erasure on a consistent basis and a very public basis, but also artists as big as Lady Gaga have been defending their sexuality. This is an old article from 2013, but the title grabbed me, so I had to mention it. It's titled, Lady Gaga Defends Her Bisexuality, Says It's Quote-Unquote Not a Lie." It's from the Huffington Post. It's a very short article. It has the one quote from Gaga Gaga stating, Recently, the pop singer told Andy Cohen that she has taken a few dips in the lady pond. She has previously revealed that her hit Poker Face is about her bisexual identity. However, some people just aren't satisfied for this reason. Gaga once again sounded off about being bisexual during a question and answer session at Bernhang club in Berlin, Germany, I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong, earlier this week while promoting her upcoming art art pop album. The applause singer told fans, you know what, it's not a lie that I am a bisexual and that I like women. And anyone that wants to twist this and say she says she's bisexual for marketing, this is a fucking lie. This is who I am and who I've always been. There are articles on Google when you type in Lady Gaga bisexual that defends her and saying that the media can't accept her because she has only been seen with men and was even engaged to a man, and we've never seen her with a woman, which is funny because even the women we see with other women, we say they're just quote-unquote gal pals. Miley Cyrus is another um, pop artist who actually hasn't come out as bi, but she feels her sexuality gets erased due to her not being... Um, someone who subscribes to labels and has been engaged on and off to a man. So I I know that she's not uh, bisexual, but I wanted to bring up Miley Cyrus because she identifies as Pan. She said in this article for Stuff.co Um, it says, I always hated the word bisexual, she says, because that's even putting me in a box. The 23 year old's first relationship was with a woman, something she says her parents initially didn't understand. I grew up in a very religious Southern family, she says. And then the article goes on and it says, uh, she says, I think the LGBTQ alphabet could, could, uh, could continue forever, says Cyrus, but there's a P that should happen for pansexual. Cyrus explains that she first identified as pansexual when she figured out what it was, quote unquote, when she visited the LGBTQ center in Los Angeles. The singer describes that she saw one person in particular who didn't identify as male or female. Cyrus says, looking at them now, they uh, looking at them, they were both, she says, beautiful and sexy and tough, but vulnerable and feminine, but masculine. Cyrus says she related to that person more than she had ever related to anybody. The singer describes that while people may not perceive her as a natural, that's how she feels. I think that was the first gender neutral person I had ever met, she says. Once I understood my gender more, which was unassigned, then I understood my sexuality more. So Cyrus, on the realization, I was like, oh, that's why I don't feel straight and I don't feel gay. It's because I'm not. Even though Miley doesn't subscribe to the bisexual label, we often write her off as straight, uh, a straight white woman because of her public relationship only with men. Now, I know that was a lot of info just in that short minute, but uh, while you guys take that all in, I'm going to take the second break of the episode. I know I just took a break, but since I'm playing three artists, I wanted to jump into the next one. I'm going to play the second of the episode. This is a band called Intona, and they're another local Long Island band. Like I said, I'm playing all Long Island bands today, which is awesome. I didn't even realize I was doing that and singer Miranda and I go way back she was the front woman in the band Brightline back in uh, 2007 wow with my friend Kenny who I met in a Paramore chat room and she was one of the first front women who inspired me alongside Haley Williams Miranda is incredibly talented and has also started teaching vocal lessons to others who aspire to sing and if that's not fucking cool then I don't know what is the song is called Step Back from their self-titled 2015 EP their cool funk vibe is an awesome addition to my list of bands I want you guys to check out. So here it is. Here is the song Step Back. Again, that was the song Step Back by the band Intona from the 2015 self-titled EP. The band has been in the studio recording recording their follow-up to the EP, and I will let you guys know when I have more info about it. The EP is available on their Bandcamp for $3, and it's worth every penny for sure. So you guys remember the duo from the early 2000s, the quote-unquote fake lesbians named Tattoo? Turns out they were not... They may not have been lesbians, but they do identify as bisexual. Who would have known? The Russian duo was always seen being sexual and people thought that they were both lesbians or at least lesbians with each other. But then something happened and all of a sudden they were fake. And apparently one of the members became pregnant. That was the turning point and everybody says, oh, well she's obviously not a lesbian because apparently in the early 2000s you could only be a lesbian or be straight and apparently bisexual wasn't a thing. There isn't a lot of material to read other than blog posts but I did find a 2014 article from popdirt.com and it says news of the world has photos of tattoos recent tattoo session as the girls admitted to the tabloid that they are bisexual not lesbians. There's been something between us confessed Yulia 17 at the time. Everyone's so sure we're bi, uh, lesbians, but maybe we're bisexual. Why not? She and 18 year old Lena added, we're not virgins. Although Yulia admits I generally prefer women. They are more faithful. People were outraged that they were fake lesbians. And I'll bet you, if you bring up the name, that's the first thing most people will say to you about them. So, I know that everybody probably forgot about Tattoo at this point until I mentioned this and you're probably like, oh yeah, all the things she said, yeah, I remember them. Um, I remember when they were big and there was this whole thing about how they were kissing each other and everything and uh, the general uh, public thought that they were lesbians, but it turns out that they were both bisexual women. And even though one of them was pregnant, doesn't mean that she's less of a bisexual woman. So I think that that speaks volumes to bi so bi is real. It exists in the LGBTQ community. It exists in the straight community. It's alive in all types of media. Buzzfeed did an article that I really don't believe is satire about how going down on your best friend and giving her an orgasm proves your friendship. And also the way Kristen Stewart and her girlfriends, since she's been out, proves you know how we treat her that we don't believe women are gay unless they're stereotypically wearing flannel and backwards hats. But even with Kristen Stewart, she even shaved her head and people don't believe that she's you know, uh, lesbian or she's bisexual, I don't know what she identifies as, but take ellen page for instance everybody believed that ellen page was gay because she quote unquote looked stereotypically gay but people like kristen stewart who used to have long flowing brown hair and dated robert pattinson she can't be a lesbian no because she looked like this so bisexuals can be femme bisexuals can be masculine you are a part of the problem if you don't believe in that and that's the whole message of this episode regardless if somebody looks masculine or somebody looks feminine, if they tell you that their sexuality is something, you have to believe them because that is what they're telling you they are. Just like if somebody says that they're trans, you can't say that they're not because how can you prove that somebody's not trans? I I don't understand how that's a thing. And I will open this back up as I acquire more information and more women who have experienced this kind of erasure as time goes on. Uh, Kesha is also somebody that's come out as being bisexual, saying that she um, has dated women and that she enjoys dating women. But I couldn't find anything on people trying to erase her bisexuality. I couldn't really find any articles. I found one article that kept being perpetuated about the quote that she said about being bisexual. But um, don't forget, the B in LGBTQ does stand for bisexual, so regardless, it's there. It's a part of your community, regardless if you choose to accept it. And Carrie Brownstein of Sleater Kenny said it the best about her bisexuality. She says, "I see the importance of visibility, and I think that I can be corrosi- it can be corrosive to be hidden, but I don't think anybody owes anything. I think that that kind of terminology is dangerous. This owing. I think we need to change the conversation from, "Do you owe me this?" to "Are you living your best? Are you living your best self?" So with all that being said, here's some cool stuff to recap on that's been happening and that's coming up. So Paris released a new video for the song What's Wrong off their new record coming out called all We Know Of Heaven, All We Need Of Hell, and it's due out August 4th. Tickets for their North American tour are on sale and are selling out super quick. They're actually going on tour with lights, and I'm super sad I'm gonna miss out because they're touring around the same time Paramore is touring, and they're gonna be in New York when I'm gonna be in Philly seeing Paramore. So I hope Danny goes, and I hope she takes photos because I told her that I really want them for my next zine, which I am working on. And the song, let me tell you guys, is a bop and a half. Yeah, I'm just so here for that new record. I'm so here for that song and tiger's jaws vinyl for spin starts shipping next friday june 23rd so i'm super excited about that because i'm seeing them on the same day so hopefully when i come back from philly from seeing them on sunday i will have my record waiting for me and air Sound has released a new song and video for the song heaven with you from their last installment of layers it is volume three and it is due out next friday june 23rd and you guys can pre-order it now on itunes paramore's after laughter on vinyl has the pressing info and you can leave your email for updates on it via P- uh, paramore.net sorry i've been calling them p-more for over a week so Uh, They have officially kicked off their tour one across Europe with Bleached. I've seen the videos and I have cried multiple times. A lot of my Paramore family have been chosen for misery business already and I'm so happy for them and I hope that it's my time to shine uh, next tour. Now Now's tour starts in a few weeks. Dates are selling out super quick so make sure to get tickets if you live in Minnesota. That show is already sold out. And that's just some of the amazing stuff to come for the next few weeks. And with all of that, I leave you guys with my last band who I love playing. I've played them multiple times. It's my friends in Air Sound. And the song is off Layers Volume 2 that came out a few weeks ago. The song is called Bliss. And it's creative genius in one song. Surprising, not. I, I love Alexa and her creativity and Dane's vocals on. Uh, volume two are incredible they're definitely maturing as a band and their sound and I'm so ready for volume three forget to pre-order it and it's again due out June 23rd and if you pre-order it you actually get an instant download of heaven with you which was a poem originally Alexa wrote a few years ago and is now put to a music video and music and the video is incredible go check it out um, if you go on their Facebook page I think the Huffington Post did an exclusive premiere of the video and also an interview with Dane and Alexa So before I leave you guys with bliss, remember you can find me on Twitter at rebelheartsgirl, facebook.com slash rebelheartspodcast, Instagram samissocks, email me for zines and anything else at rebelheartspodcast at gmail.com, and make sure to check out all the stuff happening that I had mentioned. So I will see you guys at the front, and here is air sound.
1: In dark.